Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 25. I seriously can't believe it, you guys. This is the 25th episode, and I just want to take a hot second to thank each and every one of you that has downloaded and subscribed to the show, and a super big, huge thank you, thank you to everybody who has left a rating and a review for the show. I see them all. I read them all. They make all the difference to me, so thank you, thank you, thank you. It also means a lot to me to know that you guys are out there listening and training alongside of me. I've gotten a lot of emails as a result of starting this show, and it's been really fun to hear what you guys are all up to. When I started this podcast, I had no idea that it would be so popular or that I would get to 25 episodes. I mean, seriously, when you're just starting out, all you can think about is the next episode. Like, what are you going to talk about? When are you going to record it? (laughs) Like all of the details. And you're not even really thinking about future ones. I mean, I wasn't at least anyway, I was just trying to get a podcast out every week. These days, I'm a little ahead of schedule, but (laughs) now that I've said that, I'm I'm totally going to jinx myself. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you all for making this so much fun for me and hopefully you're all continuing to enjoy it as well. All right, here we go. I am about four weeks away, four weeks out from my first race of the season, and it's my first race in almost two years, you guys. I mean, I've run some virtual stuff here and there over the course of the last two years, but I haven't done, I haven't shown up to an in-person race in basically two years. It's a looped 50K, and I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. I don't feel ready for this race, despite all of the training that I've done thus far. I'm just not feeling it. So this is part of the process of training. And so I didn't want to skip over this. I could have very easily just kept this to myself, not talked about it on the podcast, but I think it's really important to bring it up and talk about it because it is very common. It's common across all races in terms of distance, in terms of time, road or trail, whatever it is, right? And so for me, it's not about nerves. Like I've done this distance before and I'm not nervous about it, but rather I think really why I'm not feeling it is because I'm a little disappointed in my training efforts thus far. I have done a lot of work. I will be the first to admit that between running and strength training, mobility work, all of the things that I talk about, I do, but I've had a few weeks where life happened and my training took a back seat. Some of those things involve my business and my family, and those are things that are important to me, so it's not like I can just ditch them to focus on my training exclusively. Plus, I'm not a paid athlete. (laughs) right? Like this isn't my, this isn't my job, you know, running these races isn't my job. And so that's a completely different type of lifestyle. I was actually just having this very conversation with a client this morning on a zoom call talking about the decisions that we make as we grow up about how we're going to use our bodies, like what types of physical 
exercises are we going to do? What do we want our bodies to look like? How do we want them to perform? And as a result of that decision, the outcome that we want, we have to make a series of subsequent decisions about our training, the time and the effort that we're going to put forward. So that's like actually like a whole other conversation. That's a tangent that I did not expect to go on. But I think that seeing all of these athletes out here on social media, like some are everyday average Joes and Janes. We just, we get up, we have our jobs, we have our families, we do our things, and we also run races. But then there's this other subset of people that you'll see on social media that are paid athletes, potentially in some way, shape or form. Maybe they actually have a sponsorship through a company, or maybe they are, you know, a paid influencer getting paid to post about products and services and things like that. And that's how they're making their income. So it doesn't require them to, you know, go to a job or work a nine to five or work a third shift um, and and then do their training on top of that. So uh, I think I'm going to put a pin in this and kind of talk about this another time. But navigating this stuff, life and training can be tricky. And in the spirit of this whole podcast, like all the things that I'm sharing with you, I want to share this because it's a normal part of the process and it's a normal part of training. And I was thinking about this whole concept of race readiness um, because it did come up in that conversation that I was having with a client and how you're supposed to feel. I think I'm like, I'm going to use like air quotes around race readiness and how you're supposed to feel (laughs) heading into a race because there is no one right way for any of this. But on the flip side, no one wants to show up to a race underprepared. That would really just suck. And I'm sure that maybe there's a few of you out there that have and you know what that experience is like. But the the real question is, how do you know if you're ready for your race. How can you tell? Like, what are the measures? What are the the mile markers? What are the benchmarks? What are, (laughs) how do you measure? How do you, how do you quantify this, right? If you've never done the distance before, the way I look at it is you'll have to rely on your training plan and your coach, if you have one, to help you find that place of knowing when you're ready, Perhaps you even have friends that have done the same race or a similar race, and they can also help you through their experience. So you're very much relying on external information or external sources to kind of know whether you're feeling ready or not. If you have done the distance before, you're going to go by feel. How does it feel now as compared to your previous attempt at this distance or this race? And for me, this is what I'm working off the most right now is how do I feel now as compared to a previous 50K? But I'll be honest, the last time I just did 50K was a while ago. Um, so, so I'm really having to dig deep for the memories that I had last time that I did this distance. And again, I'm not nervous about it. I'm just feeling slightly undertrained despite all of the work that I've done. And I I mentioned in a previous episode that I've been experimenting with some stuff in my training and in an effort to boost my fitness. Some of it's working, more on this to come, but I think that I still have a long way to go to get to where I want to be. But part of the problem is, and I fully recognize this, 
part of the problem is that I am comparing my current fitness level to where I was two years ago, pre-pandemic, at the end of a training cycle, getting ready to head into my 100 miler, right? That's about as fit as it gets in most cases. So I'm doing exactly... (laughs) I'm doing exactly what I tell you guys not to do, which is compare apples to oranges. I'm sorry, I'm human. (laughs) It happens. But those are two different points in time. And I really shouldn't be comparing where I am now to where I was two years ago, pre-pandemic, at the end of that training cycle. I'm not there yet. I'm not at that place yet, so it's really not fair for me to be comparing those two versions of myself, but I know what I'm capable of, and I personally hold myself to a really high, sometimes impossible (laughs) standard, and that's where I'm hung up right now. That's just kind of how I've always rolled. It's something that I'm working on, trying to be a little bit more realistic with my expectations, but at the same time, still really have that high standard and push myself. So if you're experiencing some of this in your own training, I just want to offer up a couple things that you can do to help kind of reframe and work through these thoughts or feelings of just generally not being ready. First of all, what I would say is, Focus on all that you have done versus what you haven't done. It's really easy for us as athletes to pick apart all the things that we messed up or that we didn't do or that we should have done. The hardest part, at least for me anyway, is acknowledging all that I have done and giving myself a pat on the back for all my hard work. That's really where I fall short. So when I feel like I'm getting into the headspace of you haven't done enough, I typically open up my training plan and have a look at what I have done, right? Because I'm keeping track and I can see the scope of the effort that I have put forth. I can see all of the workouts logged in there. If I look at my spreadsheet, it's all color coded. So I know exactly what I have done. And this is just another shameless plug for you, why you should have a training plan and be actively working on it throughout your entire training cycle. So don't focus on what you haven't done. Focus on everything that you have done. That's first and foremost. Part two of this first point is that your energy follows your thoughts. So if you keep focusing on what you haven't done, you're far more likely to skip future workouts or maybe even just stop altogether because you might be thinking like, what's the point? I've already missed X number of workouts, I'm so far behind, et cetera, et cetera. So whenever possible, I personally really try to just work on my mental game. And I would say the same for you. And I don't I don't say this lightly because it's one of the hardest, if not the hardest part of ultra training. Sometimes I think that running all of the miles is actually the easiest part of this sport, despite what you might think right now, because you might be in that place of, I don't know, Megan, (laughs) trying to do back-to-back runs or running more than I've ever run before, that's the hardest part. And I can promise you, you will get to a point where the mental side of it is actually harder than the physical side. Um, You might even be getting input from others outside of the sport, friends or family, in the way of like things that they say to you or comments that they make about 
you know, how, how can you run all those miles? But I, I truly do think that ultra runners need to have some sharp mental skills in order to run all the miles without throwing in the towel the second that things get hard. And I actually just did a post about this. I'll link it up in the show notes. Uh, My husband and I went on a camping trip um, this past weekend, and I had one of those runs where I just wasn't feeling it and I wanted to give up. And in the moment, I actually whipped out my phone and took a video. It's, It's what I shared on my feed and it lines up kind of with what we're talking about here. So I would encourage you to go check out the video and read the whole caption because it will reinforce this idea of the mental skills and how to reframe your thoughts when a bad mood strikes. And actually, I give you a tip in there about my thought process with regards to that specific day and the training and the conditions that I was facing. So definitely go check it out. The ultra mindset is something that I've kind of been obsessed with for a while. And I've had lots of good chats with many friends um, and fellow ultra runners about this topic. And I'm thinking about doing a podcast episode all about kind of what are the mental skills that every ultra runner should have. So if this is something that interests you, let me know. Perhaps I'll like bump it up in the you in the list of shows that I want to do. So just keep in mind that your energy follows your thoughts. So even though you might be feeling bummed out about missing workouts or conflicts or obstacles that you've had to face, keep up with it, like work through them. Don't let your energy kind of dip into that negative space because that's when you're more likely to skip workouts or like I said, stop or quit altogether. So even if it's one tiny little step forwards every single day, that's better than nothing. Second, my second kind of point here is that when I get myself into a situation where I feel like I am so far away from my goal, I have learned over the years that that's actually the time that I need to double down on my efforts. In this context, I don't mean I literally double down on my training and run twice as far, twice as many miles or do twice as many workouts. What I mean is that I'm I'm going to double down on the amount of effort that I put forth. So I'm going to just generally plan better. I'm going to put forth more effort. So I'm going to plan my days, plan my training, lay out my stuff the night before, prep meals in advance ask for help with things before they become a hindrance to my training. I'm doubling down on my effort that I'm funneling or channeling into obtaining quality training time. So that's how I'm doubling down. I'm not, I'm, I, I think about it like, you know, foot on the gas, gas on the right, like throttle down. It doesn't necessarily go all, doesn't mean go in all in on your volume or double your mileage or anything crazy like that. We're not deviating from the plan, but we're just going to get better at it. We're going to get better at executing it. So in my mind right now, I'm obviously not feeling ready for my race for some reason, but rather than get upset and throw my hands up and just let it get the best of me, I'm going to dig in and figure out what's going on and why I'm feeling that way, and then use that information to then funnel it back into my training. Like I said earlier, I have four weeks left until my race, and that's a ton of time. So some of you might be thinking of, thinking of four weeks and, and saying that's not a lot of time, but 
it is to me. And it's time that I can be training and continuing to make forward progress. And I don't want to waste it because I can't get it back. Okay. So doubling down on my efforts between now and then is my way of kind of ensuring that I'm maximizing the time that I have left and making sure that I'm going to show up ready to kind of just rock and roll on race day. I personally want to show up to race day. I want to toe the line knowing that I did quite literally everything in my power in advance to get ready for this. So that's how I'm going to spend my time. So that's how I'm going to work my days and my training from now right up until the 20th of June when I toe the line at this 50K. And then the last thing that I want to mention here is actually a question. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase, ready, fire, aim. I didn't say it wrong. (laughs) I'm sure there's some of you out there that are thinking, nope, you switched up the order. No, I meant to say ready, fire, aim. I don't know who to attribute this to, um, but it comes up a lot in like the business entrepreneurial space. And I think it's really applicable to running. It is possible that you will complete all of your training and show up on race day and feel 100% ready. Like that is possible. It is also possible that you'll show up and you won't feel ready. And this is especially true if your race is a step up in distance or in difficulty. For me, I know that's when I feel the least ready. If I've, even if I've done a lot of training, like I always feel the least ready when I am towing the line at a race that I've never done before, that didn't give you a lot of details. Um, that's the furthest race that you've ever gone before. It is 100% normal to show up there, to have nerves, to be excited, but scared and nervous all at the same time, um, to not be able to hold down food (laughs) to be just, and, and then not really feel ready to question yourself, all the things, right? So this is where having a real good grasp on your mental skills, your mind, that ultra mindset is really important. So if you fall into this category, showing up to your race and not feeling ready, don't worry, you're not alone. Okay. So back to the question here, if, if you've never done it before, how do you know if you're ready to not ready or not? And this is where, um, ready fire aim comes into play. So I'm going to kind of break this down. So ready just equals or means do what you can with the time and the resources that you have fire equates to show up on race day and just let it rip. And then aim means doing a debrief after the race and then recalibrating for the next training cycle. And I think that a lot of people are holding themselves back from doing things because they don't feel ready. So whether that's making the transition from roads to trails or leveling up in your distance on road or on trail thinking about and attempting and signing up for your first ultra or your furthest ultra. So many people hold themselves back because they don't feel ready. And I would challenge that. The whole premise of this show is how do you know if you're ready? And you won't, right? Chances are you're never going to feel ready. You'll waste an inordinate amount of time thinking and planning and rethinking the thing, whatever it is, 
completely to death. You'll try to work the problem from the position where the problem was generated. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard that one before, but that's not solvable, right? We have to look at things and attack problems and obstacles from a different perspective if we want to overcome them. So if you consistently just keep putting up roadblocks in front of yourself, thinking that you have to be ready before you can sign up for the thing, even just to sign up. Like if you've completed a half marathon, you're excited about maybe the idea of doing an ultra, but you haven't done a full marathon yet. I don't think that that's a prerequisite to doing an ultra. I 100% think that you can sign up for that ultra and then do a marathon during your training on your way to that ultra. So don't let these... I don't want to say silly, but don't let things stand in your way. Like don't overthink it, you know, work with what you've got, set that goal, and then start to plot the course to get there. It can turn into just a never ending cycle. But the way that you break that cycle is to take action. Just like I was saying, even if it's imperfect, just do something because you're never going to be able to figure out what comes next if you don't get started. A lot of times I'll see this, or you can actually see it kind of out in the wild in some of the posts in Facebook groups or like on Instagram or whatever, where people are just continually asking for recommendations on the best shoes, the best socks, the best heart rate monitor, the best watch, the best this or that or whatever. And you just see the same people asking the same kinds of questions over and over and over again. But a lot of times you'll, you'll check back in with them three, four, five, six months down the road and they haven't done anything. They haven't taken any action. They haven't bought anything. They haven't laced up their shoes. They haven't done anything because it, they're almost in this like analysis, uh, paralysis by analysis phase where they just they think they have to have all the things figured out before they can like they have to have all of the technology and the gear before they can just go out on their first run whether it's their actual first run or the first run of the week or a training cycle whatever they think they have to have all those things figured out beforehand and you don't just go out and start doing the thing and then learn along the way And that's how you're going to continue to keep moving forwards. You're never going to feel ready until you actually do it. So ready, fire, aim. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there. Um, If you're getting close to your race and you're starting to have some of these same feelings, like you're not quite ready to tackle it, don't freak out. It's okay. You're kind of right where you need to be. I would definitely suggest putting the things that I've talked about here into play. So real quick, let's like round them all up. Reviewing all that you have done thus far versus everything you haven't. Kind of wrangling your mindset so that you're staying positive in order to remain consistent with your training. And doubling down on your efforts. Remember, this is not on the volume of work, but it's the actual effort that you're putting forward to ensure that you get these quality training sessions. So I'll keep you posted on how things are going over the next couple of weeks with my training and my race prep. And I'll check in with you guys right before my race because the race is on Sunday. So a new episode will drop on Friday. And then I'll post a recap episode right after the race. So you guys will get the full race report. (laughs) 
Um, real quick before you go, a big part of getting race ready is your training plan. Like we talked about this in, in this episode, as well as back in episode four of the show. I, I know I keep harping on it, but it is such uh, a good episode where I talked about how to write your own kick-ass training plan. And so many of you have downloaded the PDF. I get so excited when I go in and see like how many of you guys have downloaded this thing and you guys have started to create your own. And I'm stoked to hear from you because a lot of you have emailed me to update me on how that process is going. Just sharing where you were, how you got there, how the training is going. It's like one of my favorite emails to get. But on the flip side, a lot of you have emailed me that you can't quite like get a handle on this process. So I'm actually working on a little something over here behind the scenes. And it's going to be a tool where you can get your own custom training plan a la Megan, right? Like, so it'll map out your training, how often to run as well as how many, how many miles to do. But it's also going to help you integrate the strength and mobility training. So it's kind of like a little fun thing that I, a little thing that I've had in the back of my head for a while and just haven't quite figured out how to make it happen. But now I have some people helping me with it and it's not ready yet yet. But eventually, I'm going to need some people to help me test it out. So if you're interested, I'll post a link in the show notes for you to go and sign up. And along the way, I'll just like email you with some updates and maybe even ask for your input since it's going to be for you. So I want to know what you want. Okay. So again, that link will be in the show notes and I don't, I have no idea how long it's going to take to build. So it might be a while, but just want to put that out there. All right. Again, thank you for making the show so much fun for me, you guys, and I'm looking forward to another 25 more episodes. Oh, as a side note to that, I set a goal for myself to hit 8,000 downloads by June 30th of this year, and I just cracked 7,000. So you can help me hit that goal by sharing the show, maybe screenshot this episode, post it to your social feeds or stories and tag me. If it's on Instagram, it's at find your ultra. And, uh, I would really appreciate it because I, I have set that big scary goal of getting 8,000 downloads, which is another completely crazy thing to me that all of these, you know, 24 episodes up to this point have been downloaded a total of 8,000 times. So, or 7,000, but I'm on my way to (laughs) 8,000. So thanks for your help with that. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. (laughs) 